0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Eight, seven, six, five.
0: Another edition of the hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, reannouncer announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style. Million dollar Miranda Morales here, your host of the hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Yes, and of course, I'm being joined, as always, by my co-host, producer, Kingpin of TheChairShot.com, the king of shit takes, and if you didn't know, he is a wrestling promoter, the Reverend Greg DeMarco. War games! Of Games!
1: War Games! War Games! Games! I'm here. I'm here. Ready, 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 He's ready here. podcast. Ready to talk about <laughs> the, the draft. Of
0: yes. I mean, we have to talk about the draft. We talked about it a few weeks ago when it was first announced. And the great question we have to answer today is, do we care? Did we care about the draft? You would think, well, if you're talking about the draft, you cared about the draft, but not necessarily. Not because necessarily,
1: you're right. Not you,
0: necessarily. It,
1: yeah, just, t- topics are, are one thing, and, and sometimes they're they're for a good reason, and sometimes they're for a bad reason. Yes,
0: and we're also fueled from spite, and I said we were going to talk about it again, so we have to talk about it again. Whether we like it or not.
1: Yeah, n- not to reveal anything, but yes. Yes. Yes,
0: I, I know we will have some very interesting thoughts about the draft, and a on um, the second half of the show we'll be going a little bit more into some of the NXT call ups and making our own predictions about uh, let's th- say the success rate of these call ups um, in NXT. So that is going to be the focus of today's show, but it wouldn't be an episode of the hashtag Miranda Show if we didn't talk about the our beloved. Impact Zone Wrestling IZW now if you listened to last week's episode we did a recap of Evil Lives, featuring Monster breaking down the whole event match by match so if you haven't listened to last week's episode do yourself a favor go back and listen to it because it is a must listen episode of the hashtag Miranda show but Greg the world keeps turning and we're on to the next we sure are and that is the Lion Classic, scheduled for September 23rd in Glendale, presented by 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles. And already, you know, some snippet, snippets have been shared on IZW social media about the uh, Lion Classic. Uh, and tickets are available already on Eventbrite. So you can get your tickets right now. Even though it's a few months ahead, hey, you know, towards the end of the summer, you still want to make sure you get your tickets for the Lion Classic. But, you know, Greg, what kind of tidbits can you share thus far about the Lion Classic?
1: Well, we knew coming out of Evil Lives Featuring Monster that Jordan Cruz had won Derek's match of Opportunity. That Opportunity was revealed to be a shot at the IZW World Heavyweight Championship on September 23rd. That was then captured by Charles Cassius. So we know that Charles Cassius will have his first title defense. It will be against Jordan Cruz on that night. We also know that Jacob Austin Young, he won Monster. He became the IZW 3D Sports Fighting Champion by rule. He selects his opponents, his challengers. He did select Graves to be his opponent, the one guy that he has not been able to to beat, the one mountain he hasn't been able to topple. So we do know... That those two championship matches will take place during the Lion Classic. Bryn Thorne is confirmed to be defending the IZW Women's World Championship. I know Derek Montilla has teased at the big negotiation with who her opponent will be. That has not been announced yet. And of course, we will be crowning, uh, in, in you know over twelve years, the first IZW World Tag Team Champions through the Grand Prix Style Tournament that will take place at the Lion Classic. Six tag teams will participate. Those tag teams have not been announced yet, but should be announced here in the coming weeks. So that and and much more will take place on Saturday, September 23rd at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company in Glendale, Arizona. And the Hawaiian Lion will be there for the event Ooh. that is named after yeah. him, the Lion Classic. So, so much to see, so much to be involved in. It's going to be another great evening of wrestling from IZW. Mm-hmm.
0: You can follow IZW on social media at IZWWrestlingAZ. And that is where you're going to find all these little great pieces of information, as well as when special sales come up with coupon or discount codes that you can utilize to purchase your tickets, as well as any special talent match announcements are going to be happening through social media. So make sure you are following IZW at IZWWrestlingAZ on social media to get your latest as well. There you'll find the link to the event right where you can purchase your tickets for the lion classic. And I know it's several months ahead. However, you don't want to miss out on this and it is better to be safe than sorry and get your tickets
1: now, especially when it comes to those VIP tickets, you want to grab them as soon as possible before they're all gone. So very important to pick those up. There is a brand new way in which to to find your tickets for the IZW events um, just released on Monday. You can now go to IZWTix, I-Z-W-T-I-X.com, and that will take you to the latest tickets that are available for our upcoming event. So right now, if you go to IZWTix.com, that will take you to the site to purchase tickets for September 23rd's Lion Classic. So IZWTix.com is the easiest way to always get to the right spot.
0: Hey, well look at that. Another way for you to get your IZW ticket. So again, follow on social media, use the new link to get your ticket today. And hey, if you are looking for something sharp to wear at the next IZW show or in your everyday life, well, I got a deal for you. So Greg, go ahead, do me a favor. And wind it up. It's time. It is indeed a time for you to visit fourwrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IW and. Chairshot t-shirts today yes i said and because that is your place to see both t-shirts in support of izw and the chairshot.com including some beautiful izw t-shirts like the izw pride t-shirt which you can get in black and in white as well as the izw new logo the izw arizona's best logo in white and in gold and the izw japanese design the nwa design the uh, World Order Design, so many IZW logos and designs that you can customize, as well as t-shirts supporting the Chairshot.com, like the Chair Shot Worldwide, that you can find, as well as multiple. Always use your head shirts, and of course, the ones nearest to our hearts. That is the Everybody Hates Greg shirt, and the Queen of Soft Style shirts that you can get at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts start at $20.99, but, hey, if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can customize any shirt and get it in soft style so you can look good and feel good and, heck, even be a little good in your chair shot or IVW T-shirts. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, take your little typing fingers and type in prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot right now That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net.
0: All right, we are back with this week's topic. It is the draft, the WWE draft. We talked about it here on the show a few weeks ago when it was first announced. Uh, You know, one, looking back at the uh, roster that was drafted from two years ago. And boy, was that very insightful to, you know, giving our, our thoughts on it in general. Now that we have gone through two nights of the draft, including some supplemental draft moments happening off air, we now have our new rosters for raw and SmackDown. So, the big question that I asked last time when we talked about this is do you care or will you care about the draft? And so I want to start off with that. You know, let's start with the big the big picture here. Did this draft make you care about it? Did WWE give you enough to make you care about what happened in this draft?
1: My answer is yes, because going into the draft, going into Friday Night Smackdown I was excited for the draft. I was excited for the rosters to be set. I was excited for whatever surprises were going to come our way. I thought it was going to be a good draft and one that, that I would you know come out of be like, okay, here we are. Let's go. Let's do this. Some good things have happened. And then the lists were revealed of like who was going to actually like, like the draft eligibility lists were revealed. And, and that kind of knocked me down a peg. Then the actual draft took place. And that knocked me down a peg to the point where Monday night during Raw, I I made a declaration to Miranda Morales. This draft is (laughs) stupid. I believe were the words I used. I I have to go back and look. But I Um, thought the draft was stupid.
0: Yeah. I would say that I was hyped up as far as like I did go in with a sense of like interest. I watched I was not able to watch SmackDown live, but I was keeping up with uh, the picks. I did watch most of Raw live, and I liked the presentation a bit more. Uh, that was something that caught me by surprise that I did like as far as having, you know, people from wrestling past come and present the picks. Um, you know, during the show, I like that. I think that was a very clever way of being able to have a draft without authority figures like they have in the past. Um, that I thought was a smart way. Um, it was very interesting that um, at least on air, they got an equal amount of picks. Whereas in the supplemental, as you could see, you know, after that, we're all got a shit ton more people so there was elements to it that i said okay i can appreciate what they're doing but i would agree with the rosters in general most people i was kind of like oh so there's not any big changes like there wasn't anything that really caught my major attention i would say except one change which i did hear was kind of in the works in general because of the format between the two shows and that was moving imperium from smackdown to raw and i know that a lot of people will see that as a gap in smackdown because of the fact that you know there is no world heavyweight you know roman reigns is not on, on very much and doesn't defend his championship there very much. And so Gunther and the Intercontinental Championship has been the prized title, really, the more defendable title on SmackDown. But that makes it also the same logic why it's probably a better fit right now on Raw um, because of the fact that you really don't have very many championships defended on Raw. And with the new World Heavyweight Championship, you need a more established title to kind of bolster it on a weekly basis. So that move to me was kind of a surprise, kind of not, but one where I saw the draft in its in kind of a better form. But to me, that was really the only thing that caught my attention in the draft. I did not really feel like anything else came from it that was either – and, and I, maybe I was coming in. So one thing I didn't realize too, is that this was ha- happening at the same time as the NFL draft, right? Which, you know, that's kind of smart on WWE's part where if you just were to Google search draft over the past week, right? WWE shit is going to be popping up too. So like good on them, smart on them. And in some ways, and I know I was talking to, to Dom about this cause I had like moments where I'm like, why didn't they do this? Why did they do that? And, He says, why are you trying to provide logic to an illogical situation? And that's sometimes a big chunk of wrestling. But I kind of like the idea of kind of thinking maybe themes or strategy behind each show and why they picked what or why they picked, you know, certain stars and and competitors. Um, And that to me was like a good power, you know, move um, from that. But that was the only thing that really stood out to me as like a very... Notable
1: draft pick. Interesting and, and that switch. that he would bring up the applying logic to an illogical situation, given some of his complaints about the world of pro wrestling at times. But um, glad to hear that he had that perspective, and that is a valid complaint. However, I in this case, I think it is a very valid complaint because, yeah, why are we trying to apply oh, to logic?
0: He's taking my side.
1: With this portion, yes, I'm taking your side. And here's oh, why. Oh, well,
0: why do you have to put the asterisk with this portion? Can't you just say you're taking my side?
1: I am taking your side. Yes. You happy now?
0: I did it. Um, I did it. You did it. Because here's why. You can't see me, but I'm putting the one in the air.
1: Yeah, the video one. causes problems sometimes. Um, yeah. We'll get that sorted Go out on. someday. Who knows? We'll get that sorted out one day. Um, and here's the reason why. And, and, and I agree, like most times in wrestling, I hate the complaints because we are trying to apply logic to an illogical situation. However, WWE themselves applied logic in an illogical situation with how they structured and formatted the draft. They basically are mimicking the style of the NFL draft, which they have done for the last few drafts anyway. Picking everybody, going through and, and doing the entire roster and throwing everybody up in the air. And so when you do that when you set yourself on this course on this the, you chart this course that the format that you're promoting is well organized and thought out and you have draft war rooms and you have all this stuff then when you put out some some really glaring inconsistencies those things are <laughs> going to stand out and they did that to themselves allow and- me to elaborate <laughs> the moment the lists came out it was was a big point for me because here's the thing okay and i'm going to go in a different order to explain some of this but it just doesn't make sense right uh-huh. The Judgment Day was drafted as Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. Rhea Ripley was drafted separate from the Judgment Day, which makes sense because she holds a title and all the title holders would be separate, except for the fact that Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa were drafted together along with Paul Heyman. But the Usos not drafted as part of the bloodline because then you would have five people in one pick, which that doesn't make sense, except the LWO was drafted with Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, Zelina Vega, Cruz del Toro, and Joaquin. Wild, which is five people in a singular draft pick agreed so again the inconsistencies just made no sense whatsoever and and they didn't even really do a good job explaining it. they set the precedent that you could negotiate things around this draft because both Brock Lesnar and Omos hadn't negotiated to yeah. where they could be free agents but yet all you did was said that Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa were a Package deal not explaining that Paul negotiated. That to me.
0: Okay, so that's exactly where my biggest when when I was complaining to Dom about that logic was that how is it that Brock Lesnar and almost was exactly that able to negotiate being free agents but but Roman Reigns was uh, you know with solo as a tag team, right? I understand storyline wise. I get why they did it as part of storyline, but the logic in it, there was no logic in that. And especially if you have your most dominant champion in in recent history and pretty much you're saying Brock Lesnar's at this echelon, Roman Reigns is at a different one. Championship-wise is one thing, but the fact that one is able to negotiate his contract better than the other, that doesn't make any fucking
1: sense. And Brock's done this before. Brock has been undraftable in the past. As has like the Undertaker at times and some others, so so I understand that. Omos, unless they're trying to position Omos as a a special attraction, and and I just think some of it's like creatively they just wanted to be able to use him wherever or they weren't sure what to do. I don't know. We'll probably find this time next year that Omos has had made ninety nine percent of his appearances on Raw or whatever. Like it'll probably be mm-hmm. the most asinine thing ever, but. Why 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 did? Why did Roman and Solo go as one pick and the Usos go as another? And they did not build the intrigue that maybe the Usos would end up on a different brand. They made mentions of it, but it was not yeah. pushed as this big deal. And here's the thing. If we're negotiating things, why didn't they negotiate the fact that Roman and Solo had to go together? And why didn't they negotiate the fact that Roman could actually choose whether or not... The Usos get to go with Roman and Solo, or if they have to go on the other brand. Like, yeah, make some intrigue. I
0: I agree. Because they they set the precedent, they set the precedent that you
1: could negotiate things and then didn't fully use it. Yeah.
0: Well, then let's talk about free agency because that to me is a very. I'm skipping around here.
1: No, I know. Well, you should. You you should talk about free
0: agency. Well, because again, conceptually, and we've complained about this before where they've had people in between rosters without any explanation or logic. You know, when they used to do uh, the wild card rule. Oh, God. Fucking play it. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! Yeah-ha! So when they had the wild card rule that lasted for like, I don't know, two weeks or some bullshit like that, you know? like they Well, would it lasted for like see- a month
1: or two. Then it went away. Then I all of a sudden can't. it was back one day. Like, oh, God so stupid
0: free agency makes more sense for maybe certain people that they want like we've talked about Brock Lesnar you know or at least a. oh it's a better fucking idea than the wild card rule okay maybe and maybe it's just that it's like the least shittiest way so far of being able to have like a group of people that you say you know what these people can go between brands um, you may see them on Raw, you may see them on SmackDown. The execution of this, though, only worked at that top echelon with Brock Lesnar and everybody else. You're like, the fuck is? why would I give a fuck about who, any of these? And I don't mean that in any way to be disrespectful. It's just that you started off very strong with Brock Lesnar being a free agent. And again, you've mentioned it. He's been undraftable forever, so right. it was going to happen. But... You know, with everybody else on this free agency list, including Mustafa Ali, Shelton Dolph Benjamin Ziger, and Cedric yeah. Alexander, Elias, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Von Wagner and Zion Quinn. like What a
1: horrible way to get called up to the main roster, by the way.
0: Oh, man. It's just for that. It's just like. It does make it seem like a glorified list of, oh, so these are going to be, you know, enhancement talent.
1: It does these seem to be. Way. And, and maybe some of them will get used and, and they'll make a storyline out of it. But here's the problem, okay? Again, this, this was the same exact weekend as the NFL draft. So you're saying that free agents can appear in any brand. In the NFL, if you're an undrafted free agent, you cannot just go and play for any team at any day. You can't go and and I'm going to go to OTAs with the Cardinals on this day. But then tomorrow, second day of OTAs, I'm going to hop in the car and drive to L.A. And I'm actually going to go to OTAs for the Chargers and for the Rams because they're both, you know, basically in the same facility. So you can't do that. So a free agent means you can't go anywhere until somebody signs you. So free agent's not the right term to use. I actually think for Omos and Brock Lesnar, you could have actually said their status was wildcard status. You could have actually used that stupid phrase from years ago. I wouldn't
0: use that status. I feel like I understand the logic of like, yes, free agency, is that terminology may not be utilized correctly. I also think wildcard is is To me, free agency
1: means they could show up on Dynamite. (laughs) They
0: should. Um, you know, I I don't know. I'd have to pull out with thesaurus or something. As far as you know, another term to utilize for right. someone who is you know undrafted or someone who is free to go between it the ju- two it shows. It just comes off know. as
1: like you don't know, what not you, as in Miranda Morales, but you as in WWE, you don't know what the sports terminology is, but yet you're trying Well, to use
0: but it. also at the same time, like, I think it goes back to who is your fan base that you're trying to connect with? I don't know necessarily that they're trying to connect with a hardcore sports fan base. I think they're just trying to connect with people who like sports entertainment, who maybe more casually watch football or other sports. Now, granted, if you are a football fan and you know you're upset about that terminology fine i i get that too but you also may not be the fan base that they're targeting either i think right. in general WWE is targeting people who just like to be entertained, um, whether that's sports related or not. Now, usually there's crossover that people who tend to like one sport may also like wrestling. And why crossover with other sports franchises and leagues have, you know, been so successful? I mean, uh, hell, you know, they've been sending championship belts to, you know, teams who win the NBA finals. The World Series, the Super Bowl, you know, and the sure as shit, you see those straps on, uh, you know, the MVPs and and those on the teams like there's the crossover is there. Um, But I think it's maybe their loose way to provide some more sports foundation or concepts while still being sports entertainment the
1: problem you run into is that the non-sports fans aren't going to care about the terminology because they're not sports fans the sports fans are going to see that the terminology is wrong so there really is no plus to it in my like like there's just no there's no gain in them using that terminology wrong it's either uh a a wash because half the audience doesn't care. Or it's a negative because the other half of the audience is like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. That's not how sports work. I
0: don't so, know if it's better or worse than using a, a, a term that's silly. Like the wild, again, going back to, and that's just the one that comes off the top of my head wild card, you know? Like but it that. actually
1: makes sense that they're a wild card because they could go anywhere. Like they're the wild card. You never know when they're going to show up. You never know where they're going to be. They could be the wild card. And it makes sense for Omos and Brock Lesnar it would make sense for Dolph Ziggler and everybody else to be listed as free agents because they're without a home. And then if Mustafa Ali has a match on SmackDown, it's almost like he's trying out with the hopes of getting yeah. signed to SmackDown. Like you could actually, yeah. and maybe they will. You do say,
0: that. Yeah. You say, or we do call them the homeless population, like the transient,
1: the, yeah, I, if anything, so the, like, the or homeless. the, you know, soon to be released population when that happens or the, you know, let's go back down to NXT population. I don't know, but it's just weird to me, and it just brings up more of those inconsistencies. I also hate the format. Like, it's it's you don't have thirty two different brands they could go to, like you have in the NFL with the NFL draft. Every round of the NFL draft, minus a few, has thirty two picks, has trades that take place, it's all this stuff. With Raw and SmackDown, it's just each round was randomly four picks. Like, it's it's just it makes no sense. Like. Well, you know, the third pick of the first, like, it's just in what sport does every team get two picks in every round? It just doesn't make any sense in that regard. And I, I just hate just the whole format. The like, shit out of this. I don't need them to draft the entire company every year or every two years. And, and I don't need this. I format. agree. Like you could have done different things. Like maybe it could have been like, you know, solos in the ring and his opponent you know, drafted to Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins, and that's yeah. how we announce. Or use a ticker on the bottom of the screen, and mm-hmm. you can tell me that the New Day got drafted to Raw. Like, I don't need that yeah. in a big announcement from Road Dog or whoever. I do
0: it. wish they had, like, a clock, you know, they don't have a clock down or clock.
1: Right, no uh, one was ever on the countdown. clock. Countdown. Yeah, no, they
0: weren't on the clock, which I think would actually would have been interesting if they did. I mean, that you previewed it by, you know, here, here's the next two people coming out to talk about each of those. Well, I think some of that is just kind of nitpicky, to be honest, you know? Like, it is nippy. Again, it I is. know as as the sports enthusiast, there's elements that if you're going to try and replicate the NFL draft, especially doing it on the, <laughs> the same fucking week, yeah. like, you know, if, if you're going to do it, try and do it some justice. I think that this wasn't a terrible first attempt. I also agree with, but I do agree with you that I don't think everyone should be – you know,
1: normally, of, 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 now that's yeah, that's normally. a caveat I want to say. At, at, normally, yeah, I don't I think saying, everyone should this, be eligible.
0: This made sense because it's been two years, a lot of changes happening, so it would make sense. But I think you know, this time next year, if they were to do it again like this, no, you know, you don't need only to. yeah select it, people. The or, the state
1: it, of the rosters was in such disarray that this was, okay. uh, and I use this phrase with you. And I, you know, in text and I use it with Patrick on the great DeMarco show. I believe this draft, despite everything that I hated about it, in the end was a necessary evil. Like we had to do this to establish the rosters so we can do this moving forward. I would now not do a draft in 2020, 2024. And in 2025, I would do the draft that they did years back when, um, when they did like five weeks worth of draft, and there was only a pick or two that happened each each week. And those picks or two were just people changing brands. Like Raw's gonna steal this person like like when John Cena went from SmackDown to Raw. Like that was a huge deal after WrestleMania 21. That was that was huge. And and that made a big impact. And then eventually Batista went to SmackDown on the final week of that draft. So for like four weeks, SmackDown didn't even have a champion. And and that was part of the story. Now we're in a situation where Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair got to trade titles again because that went so well two years ago when they did that. Oh, yeah. I, previously.
0: I hope to shit that they don't do that. I, I hope some of the stories coming well, out and, about And, them, and Bianca's you know.
1: promo. She's literally saying, I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, being your SmackDown Women's Champion, like, over and over again. I hope they figure out something. Like, maybe they go to do it and Rhea Ripley refuses. I and, and that leads to a match between them where maybe the winner gets their title and the loser doesn't. Like, do something. Because right now we're going to Backlash. And the Raw Women's Championship is on the line between two people who were drafted to SmackDown with EO Sky and Bianca Belair. The SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line between a person currently on Raw as the champion and somebody on SmackDown who's one of the five people drafted in the LWO in one pick. So it's, it's just weird. And, and while the Raw champion, while Roman Reigns can only be on one brand, we have to create a new title on the other – both tag team champions are on SmackDown for the women's and the men's divisions. And they're exclusive to that brand. So now will there be no tag titles on SmackDown? Or will those be like, it's just... And these are questions that can be answered and will make sense over time. But coming out of the draft, there's definitely some questions that need to be answered coming over some of this. And and maybe some of them are a bit unnecessary. I just, like you said, I hope to God we don't do it. Maybe they'll just rename the titles. So that that the the men's and women's titles can have the same name again, which I've been asking for for yes. years now. Um, yes,
0: that and that, that is true. Nice. Greg Demarco has been saying that literally. I want to say a minimum for two years.
1: I wrote an article on it, like back when when they should have the. I was saying maybe rename they're finally the men's getting titles. to reading it. Maybe it's they do. I was saying rename the men's titles to be the SmackDown champion and the Raw champion, but maybe they'll rename. We'll have a women's World Heavyweight Champion, which is strange yeah. phrasing. And we'll have a men or women's undisputed universe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: world champion, they're, they're they're not WWE doing champion or so, something. I don't know.
1: It's Figure just, it out. You so, know? again, it's another inconsistency that why you have a SmackDown women's champion or a Raw women's champion. You had SmackDown tag team champions and Raw tag team champions. Why are the men's titles different? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense to me. And and they could have headed in that direction if they wanted to, but they've already headed into a different direction with the men's titles. So they're not naming them what I want them to name them unless they change the women's. Again, stupid. And that's just just where I'm at. Like, I get the applying logic to an illogical situation, and I, I believe that all the time. I book that way all of it. But like you literally picked up your product and dropped it down into a logical situation. So We're not trying to apply logic to an illogical situation. We're trying to apply logic to what the company created is a logical situation. And that to me was mistake number one. Don't try to model yourself after the NFL draft when you can't be that in the, in the long run.
0: I think there's, I would, I would agree to disagree uh, with elements that I think worked. And elements that made it, put it to a more sports-oriented level than sports entertainment. And I appreciate that they went with a, a bit more of a serious tone... Because, again, of some of the things I mentioned, you don't have general managers anymore. You don't have distinct people leading one brand over the other. So you don't have some of the things that made the previous drafts as good as they used to. Like the days that you were talking about was because you used to have general managers who had, you know, passion and commitment for their brands. And, you know, it was strategic because they were fighting for brand you know, supremacy. We don't have that shit anymore. We don't. And we're and even with these uh, separations, we don't have one brand better than another, or fighting for brand supremacy. You and know? hopefully, it it's stays all, that way.
1: Hopefully, survives. It's, it's a lot more fluid,
0: not, so I think it's cool. hard to be able to do something. I do like elements of what you're saying. Maybe elements of surprise, where it's not just you know someone being read off a card. Um, it's more, you know, hey, here's who's showing up, or you know, just like they used to. You know, uh, I I think that there's room for that as well. But again, too, and and I don't know how much this may or may not have to do with it, too. But you know, now they're being associated with, you know, uh, endeavor and and UFC, and there may be a, a sense now of you know, trying to add more legitimate aspects of sports in WWE. And it may not be things that is happening every day or it may just be undertones, but the draft could be an example of other things that we see within WWE that has shown that they're looking, at least in some aspects, to incorporate more traditional sports elements into pro wrestling.
1: If they did that, it has nothing to do with Endeavor because Endeavor has already shown they're not big on making companies change. They didn't make the UFC change anything. I, they've already said they weren't going to make WWE change anything. So I don't know. If, if that is true, it's WWE wanting to do it, not Endeavor yeah. wanting that's to fair. do it. But I don't know. Again, I, I, pepper, I, I qualify all my complaints with the fact that at the end of the day, this was a necessary evil necessitated by the status that the rock rosters were in. We're through it now. Please, God, do something better in in a
0: year. Yeah, do do better, WWE, do better. We are going to be taking a quick break, and on the other side, we're going to be diving into some of the NXT call-ups that were announced and uh, giving some of our predictions on who we think is going to be successful or not in their respective brands. So, Greg, go ahead, do me a favor, and let's pay some bills. Hey! Right, we are back with the second half of this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And we just shared our overall thoughts about the WWE draft that happened this past week. But now we're going to be doing a little bit of a deeper dive. And we are specifically going to be talking about some of the NXT call-ups from uh, uh, both Raw and SmackDown. And hell, even, you know, free agency. We, we already kind of shared our there so maybe we don't need to go too much into it but let's start off with monday night raw and looking at the roster we had some nxt call-ups um some very interesting and and uh, let's start off with what i would consider interesting and these are people who were on raw and or smackdown and moved down to or i wouldn't say down but moved to nxt and now are being called back up like apollo Crews. To be fair, this is the first time I've ever heard this as a trio in the sheer. Uh, but that's, you know, with your boy leading that as well. So let's start there with, you know, those two previously, you know, on the main roster, went back down to NXT, now being called back up. You, you stated earlier, too, how this was a necessary evil and uh, with the draft, you know, needing to happen. And I agree with that. And it kind of helps resolve some of the things that we saw with so much of you know random shakeup of the of rosters specifically someone like apollo cruz jumping back down to nxt for a while after already being on the main roster
1: it's interesting because we had more nxt call-ups this draft than any other draft besides the the one back in 2016 when they you know re-split all the brands and and called up a ton of people but this time around it's very it's interesting all the different names they called up and and Space for me is the concern because they they don't have a ton of it, but yet called up all these people to the main roster. Um, unfortunately, after this merger is done, I do think we're going to lose some talent from WWE. I just think it's kind of going to, going to happen. Um, and and in some cases may need to happen, but in the case of Apollo Cruz and, and, and share led by, of course, Jinder Mahal. To me, the big question is you went to NXT, you spent your time there. Now you're back. Like, What's different? Are you just coming mm-hmm. back the same as when you left? And for Apollo Crews, uh, unless he's still this like clairvoyant fortune teller guy, I don't know that he's anything different. He no longer has has the accent that he had when he was there. But Apollo Crews literally had a high-level WrestleMania match with Big E back at WrestleMania 37 that he actually won. Like He was being utilized as a pretty high-level star at that point. And then that star fell a little bit. I, I just don't know what's going to change for him now that he's going back with, with at least Jinder Mahal now has into share by his side, although he had Shanky when he was up there. And of course, Shanky's probably been released from the company. We just don't know because they don't reveal it anymore when it happens, but they didn't do a ton in NXT. They were kind of around at yeah. points and not around at points. Um, I do think it's more of a, Let's see if it works out, kind of a thing for them in yeah. in on the main roster. Um, it's it's weird because for for gender, like Air is impressive and they're a big team and and it's 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 great and all, but like to me, it's still not as good as the Bollywood boys being with Jinder Mahal. So there's that, and yeah. and of course they're not even with the company anymore. But I just think that. I don't give it better than a fifty fifty shot of working out for any of them who of, of these three the four those, people that you present. yeah
0: Let's talk a little bit about some of the first time call-ups or newer talent. Uh, of course, uh i I'm, I'm gonna save this one for well, no, let's just kind of list them all. Um, Indy Hartwell which I know there's kind of more to the story. I know she did vacate the NXT Women's Championship uh, earlier tonight. Uh, J.D. McDonough, Katana Chance and Kaden Carter, Odyssey Jones, and Zoe Stark.
1: So, Indy Hartwell, I think, will have a shot because it's interesting, right? She's injured, and, and Dexter Loomis carries her out of the ring in NXT this week, and so that's a thing. Johnny Gargano's injured as well. So I do think as time passes and everybody heals up from injuries, they can bring back the way and, yeah. and provide some entertaining fodder without Austin theory, but still on, on Ron, I think that'll be a good place for Rob being a three hour show needs more of this talent and more of these things. So, um, so I think it's okay for Indy Hartwell, despite the fact that she's injured and so can't lose her title on the way out. Had to, had to vacate it. Um, Odyssey Jones, like, again, I feel like they didn't really have much for him in NXT, and so let's just see if we can do anything with him on the main roster. He he wrestled at the Raw that was in Phoenix. Um, I don't remember who his opponent was now. Oh, it was Dexter Loomis, and, and, uh, and Dexter won that match, but again... I don't. He could catch on. I mean, Alexa Bliss did. Like, she didn't do anything in NXT when she got called up, and then she caught on. But um, same with like Mandy Rose and and Sonya Deville. So these things can work out sometimes. But but the story of of the percentages are not good um, for how how often these things work out. So Zoe Stark is an interesting case because uh, basically had somebody trying to argue this with me on Twitter. Zoe Stark in the ring is a fantastic talent and does really well. Zoe Stark can't talk her way out of a paper bag on a microphone. Like she is mm-hmm. a terrible promo, and unless they're giving her a manager or somebody to speak for her or whatever, she's just gonna get lost in in the shuffle, like Piper Niven and Tegan Knox and Nikki Cross and all of these other people who, who get lost in the shuffle. Maybe she gets paired up with an Italia at some point, or, or yeah. who knows what. But well, I
0: kind of think it and it would be interesting. Problem. This is gonna be yeah more of a trio. I think she would go well with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler um yeah. like just three badass bitches you know and granted yeah. not all none of them can really talk but at least you have Rhonda you know that has that notoriety but when i think about someone who's just badass great physical peak a serious competitor you know she would and adding some legitimacy you know because she's much newer on the roster compared to you know Shayna who's been there for a while Rhonda with with her prestige I, I think yeah. that would be interesting to set up a, a tree there, but I, yeah, yeah, I, like I can, I can be smart sometimes. I'm, I'm, um, I'm not arguing this. The other thing, and this kind of, I'm jumping around a little bit here, it's okay. um, but it's leading into my next point is that one thing I noticed about the Raw roster is that they did draft a lot of women's tag teams. So you have Katana and Kaden, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, Rhonda and Shayna, Sonya and Chelsea and so I feel like they're trying to set that up to be you know but granted you know you have your uh WWE Women's Tag Team Champions on this brand you have you know the NXT NXT you know Women's Tag Team Champions on the other brand but I do feel like they're setting this up to at least be somewhat of a home for the Women's Tag Team division and it could be like you mentioned you know just needing more time more content um even though those titles were again initially set up to be defended in any brand so i don't know if that you know what that means as far as how a smackdown tag team will be able and to two members of damage um, control
1: just beat the champions on a raw even though they're on SmackDown. yeah so, yeah so i
0: i don't yeah. know but that could be where you could see katana and really elevate because they are really good tag team um and they're, they're very entertaining in the ring, and I think that could be, you know, with all of these women's tag teams, you know, what that could look like. So they could have a better shot, at least initially, um, but as we've seen in general with tag teams, and especially with the women's tag team division, it will be, you know, new and shiny for a few weeks, and then it will disappear into the oblivion.
1: Historically, yes, but under Triple H, we don't really know, and so... I'm interested to see what happens with that. The thing about Caden Carter and Katana Chance is they were a good tag team in NXT. They weren't a great tag team in NXT. I don't know if good in NXT is going to really translate on the main roster. Um, but what is there? there's nothing left to do it, yeah. with them in NXT though. So Yeah, I mean, I
0: think it depends on what you define as good. Yeah, I mean, depending on so good as far as, you know, maybe cohesion and you know, working. I I know it was still kind of rough around the edges, but they were a very solid tag team compared to, again, you know, Raquel and, and Liv are still very new. Sonia and Chelsea are new. Ronda and Shayna, I think, are a, a little bit of a different exception. But, uh, you know, Sonia and Chelsea are entertaining, uh, um, you know, and, and that's what I think is getting them over. So if to me, it defines what you mean by good. And I'll give you this example. Bridges, yeah.
1: I'll give you this comparable, even though this team's on SmackDown. Um Kate and Carter, Katana Chance been together for over three years now. Not as good as Alba Fire and Isla Dawn.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Who haven't been together, but for a few months. Okay. And we're feuding, and I still must have missed an episode of NXT to understand truly why they're together. But... Um, because Albadon was no, putting uh, I, our Albify, yeah. or Alba or Isladon was putting spells on people. And I assume there was a spell at some point and, and I don't know what happened after the whole ladder match thing. But yeah, here we are. And they're probably one of the best tag teams on the roster, and they're on the brand that doesn't have tag titles.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Assuming they lose them at, at the the pay per view, that that whatever it's called, battleground yeah. or whatever.
0: Assuming. Or uh, well yeah 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 so who knows who knows but um anyways um let's jump over to to SmackDown um because let's just get this out of the way the the team that we were hoping was going to get drafted did pretty deadly um I'm a little surprised that they were still they were drafted kind of late in the rounds but overall mm, I, most of the NC talent
1: still, was so yeah
0: yeah um but still I just I think it was the, the right pick, the right move. I am a little disappointed that uh, New, New Day got moved to Raw because I thought maybe they could revisit that a little bit. And that would have been, a, I think, a very perfect intro feud because not everybody saw their you know mini feud with them um, previously. So I think they could have easily revisited that. But I also see, you know, you need to balance out the brands. And if you're, right. you know, ne- needing to maybe have, have them on separate brands, that's, that's totally You um, have fun. them on
1: separate brands, you know, opposite like the, the maximum male model thing, which will probably fizzle yes. out at some point anyway, because it's terrible. And, 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 Alpha Academy's on a separate brand. I do think they'll have their chance to shine. I think we're going to see them a lot more, at least at first, I think we're gonna see them a lot more backstage before we even see them in the ring. I think it'd be more about introducing them to the TV audience, but mm-hmm. I also can see like uh, there's a like I could see them being on like Fox soccer coverage like there's mm-hmm. just so much you can do with Pretty
0: there's this, uh, and, and you gotta I, remember I, I, um, when they came yeah.
1: when they came over I was not a Pretty Deadly fan at no. all like like you know this we've no. talked about this on the show a little bit but you know it even more and they won me over big time and, and to the point where like I just will listen to this Stand and deliver like like they're just perfect and i do think they could become mega stars as a tag team and and again got to give triple h the opportunity he might put a bigger focus on tag teams than past regimes have uh if you want to and and then and again the the tag team champions are currently married to the raw brand so if we do crown new tag team champions on smackdown it's not a bad way to establish these guys is to have them come out mm-hmm. again. They won the NXT titles, like pretty much the day they showed up. So why not win the, 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 the SmackDown tag titles or whatever you call them.
0: Oh yeah. Know, I mean, we have to have that bathroom picture. Like we have to, we have so people to get are that using new. the
1: bathroom picture or the hotel, the hotel bed picture mm-hmm. saying, trying to say that the company's already turning them into Billy and Chuck. And I'm like, listen, those guys did these pictures on their own. Like, this is not WWE yeah. trying to turn into Billy and Chuck. Like, this is just what Pretty Deadly yeah. does. And I didn't no. get it at first, but now I get it. I'm on board 100%. And I do think these guys have major star potential. Do I fear they could get broken up at some point by WWE if they see star potential in one over the other? Maybe, but I'm leaning towards no. I'm leaning towards yeah. they'll get to stay together and I'm, just I'm be I'm leaning towards no.
0: Let's talk about someone else drafted to SmackDown, and that's Grayson Waller. Um, you know, talk about charisma, talk about, you know, someone who can definitely get the crowd's attention. Um, and he had a very interesting post-draft interview where, you know, it was somewhat interesting to see everyone in NXT behind the scenes, you know, all in one area. Uh, Clapping Mm -hmm. for each other, supporting each other, when, you know, again, on television, not everybody likes each other.
1: Grayson Waller
0: was, I think, very smart in still being able to have character, but also not go overboard.
1: Well, first of all, just to go backwards, when Indy Hartwell got drafted, he was completely out of character. Like, that too. He was yes, so yes. But that, that was, was that during was a, Friday like, on SmackDown. Yeah. Not yeah, during yeah. this show after Raw. Yeah. I
0: didn't really consider that thing, but I, I was talking more about in his promo.
1: Yes. When he got drafted. And, and I think, and that to me, he may be the biggest star to come out of this draft in terms of call ups. And I think that's a really easy proclamation to make. I do like, it's just, it's like, thank you, captain obvious. But that right there shows because, again, according to what we believe and what we know about what's happened in the past, and based on the reactions we saw, they didn't know. None of these people knew they were getting drafted. Mm -hmm. And Grayson Waller, let's assume for a moment he didn't know he was getting drafted. The fact that he could then turn around and cut the promo that he cut and the way that he did and the character that he has, that shows you that he gets it. That shows you that he's Mm -hmm. going to be able to do this on the main roster. It's weird having him in LA Knight on the same brand, but it's also good having him and the Miz on different brands. So yeah, and I was the almost thing.
0: saying like it's weird that him and also Austin Theory are going to be on the same brand. Yeah, I don't. There's see a lot way. of
1: shades between. I don't think there's a lot of similarities between those guys at all. Actually, I think they're very, very different. Austin Theory is like Grayson
0: could probably grow an actual beard where Austin can't.
1: Yeah, probably that's definitely one point. <laughs> um, you know, how I feel about, um, the, about Austin Theory's beard. Um, oh, I, you Patrick tries I to argue it. that it's, it's, it works for him cause he's a heel. No, no, it doesn't. Like, it no, doesn't it doesn't. For anybody. It, it doesn't. It, it works. Having for a, a shitty
0: beard does not just give you extra brownie points for being a heel.
1: No, no, it's just horrible. Just, just shave it off. Most it's terrible. Are, he'd be better off clean-shaven or with the stupid little thing he had on his chin like that what to me screamed he'll look.
0: Yeah, um, the chin, the chin, yeah.
1: But Grayson yeah. Waller doesn't need to have a beard anyway. Like he it works without him. But I do think he if if his if his career tra- career trajectory is the miz, some people would scoff at that, but there are people who would kill to have the career that the miz has had. So
0: I don't even think I don't know. I mean, I could see shades of that. I don't. I don't necessarily think it is either. But I. I just think in general, he has such an outstanding personality. He's got that. All of that. He
1: can host the little random TV shows. Yes, yes. He can do pretty deadly. The same way too. Pretty deadly might host WrestleMania before they wrestle in WrestleMania. Like they've hosted the last two NXT specials. Yes. So it's it's they're they're definitely they have that personality to them. WWE sometimes randomly pairs people up too. Could we see a Grayson Waller pretty deadly alliance in the beginning to help establish Mm -hmm. all three of them? And this way when one's wrestling, we see the other two. Because SmackDown, there's a lot less TV time available to all these people on SmackDown. So for Grayson Waller, I stick Grayson Waller at the commentary table. Like there's so much you could do with the guy.
0: I think overall though, I feel more optimistic about the call-ups for NXT than I do about Monday Night Raw. I feel that agreed they, and maybe it's because less is more, where you have just a few of them. There seems to be more of a clear direction of what you could do with them, where they could go, how they could fit into the roster, than on Monday Night Raw, where you have more time, true. but also less vision.
1: Because you also in, have in the part. ones we didn't, you have Alba Feiler and Isla Dawn on SmackDown, yeah. And you have Cameron Grimes on SmackDown. Like, I feel yes. like the more TV ready talent got put on SmackDown, whereas the talent that's a little bit rough around the edges and a little more 50 50 got put on Raw, except for Indy Hartwell. Mm-hmm. But I do think the, the the talent that's more ready, which makes sense because SmackDown's on network television, the talent that's more ready got put on SmackDown.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, we are just going to have to see what happens with these talent and all the other talents that were drafted to Raw and SmackDown and hell, even the free agency. So, you know, again, we'll talk about this again in the future. Does it mean it's good? Does it mean it's bad? Well, you won't know until we talk about it again. So, again, it's fueled out of spite. If I say we're going to talk about it again, we're going to have to talk We don't about know it who's before. good or
1: who's bad, but we will tell you when we do know.
0: Yes, once we know. So... Make sure that you stay tuned to future episodes of the Hashtag Miranda Show for that and much, much more. Don't forget, of course, to follow us on social media. You can find me, Miranda Morales, at the Hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. You can find Greg at Greg DeMarco44 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as the Chair Shot at Chair Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to also follow IZW at IZWWrestlingAZ on social media. And Greg, what's that brand new website again where people can get their IZW tickets? I
1: mean, they can still go to IZWWrestling.com. It still takes you there. That hasn't been moved yet. But forever it will be IZW Tix, IZWTix.com is where you can get tickets to the latest upcoming IZW events. That's IZWTix.com.
0: and make sure that you are listening to the hashtag Miranda show on your favorite podcast streaming platform uh Instagram know, Instagram uh Google Play uh iTunes Spotify all that if you do subscribe rate and review of course if you're not listening there you got to listen to it on the other only other place you can find it and that's the chairshot.com the the chairshot.com always Use your head. Make sure to support your local independent wrestling promotion by following them on social media, visiting their website, uh, purchasing tickets to their next event, purchasing their merchandise that they have available. Tickets, uh, tickets, uh, T-shirts, stickers, uh, posters, things that they may have, as well as follow uh, talent. They help support um, places like 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles, helping and supporting sponsors of independent wrestling um, is another great way to support uh, local wrestling uh, promotions. And going to places like ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot to get your very own IGW and ChairShot t-shirts today. And that does it. For this week's episode of the hashtag Miranda Show, thank you all so much for listening. For Greg Demarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thanks for stu- tuning in, and well, don't forget to always keep it soft style. It's gonna, it's gonna... stand and deliver.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas?